CavBL Radio is back. It's Sunday. We're about, I don't know, let's that make it 32 hours from Sim 1. We have the site updated. And uh, I'm here, special guest, KVBL champion, Andre from the New York Knicks. What's up, man? Uh, what's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Congrats on the uh, the the title run last year, although, you know, you, you dominated all season. I think many, including possibly yourself, will say that it was a surprise that, not that you beat the Hornets, but by what you did to them in the finals. It was it was a surprise indeed. Uh, I think it all goes down to the fourth jersey on all day by ten that it really came down to. Um, but yeah, so we still we still on high. Um, the Knicks have been celebrating the championship of Florida over the weekend, so hoping hoping get ready for the next season. Well, perfect, perfect. Um, before we get into it, you know this is good. this is gonna be the Landro side of of the pod. Um, we're doing the recording kind of like Goulet. Goulet did so if it goes in and out we apologize you know there's only so much we can do with not being together on one one device so this is over the phone and recording on my phone so um yeah so let's get right into it we're gonna do a Landros preview um so we'll we're gonna go right down the list like just easier instead of bouncing around so we'll start with the Celtics um they kind of they lost they obviously traded Sands last year. They lost Hugh in free agency. Um, the roster's kind of bare. So, Andre, what do you see with them? Um, I'm going to the Celtics. I mean, at this point, the two best players to have is this Doug and Dumont. Um, the one thing that sticks out right away is they have hot performance, but not necessarily a lot of efficiency. Um, I also have a tough time finding any rebounding on that team. And so getting into second or third chances, I don't think that, that's really going to happen. Um, you know, on, on the day where they're suddenly hitting shots, I think they're going to score a ton of points. So the problem is with low efficiency, you're not going to think this up um, Their defense is also questionable at best. Uh, so I think that, you know, unless they score a ton of points, they just, they just want to get the wins that way. Um, I mean, it's, it's obviously... Is a rebuilding team, so I believe he has his pick back. But he should be fine on that end. Yeah, he has. Uh, he actually has three first round picks this year. He has his pick, and then he has the Hawks and the Clippers pick as well. Not yeah. not that those any of those when we do um, Maynard later, I would assume that both of those are like top five teams in Maynard. So we're not looking at like amazing picks, but as we've seen, these drafts have been a little bit deeper. So any any pick is a little bit more valuable. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. So I mean, for him, obviously being being bad this year is not really not really an issue with starting the rebuild basically now. So I actually my over under on them was they won twenty three games last year. I have them at twenty one and a half, and I'm actually going to take the under on that. Yeah, I'm actually. So I did this. I think I did a little quicker than you, but I, with knowing how strong Landros is after looking at all these teams, I'd be shocked if they got above twelve or thirteen. Um, yeah. My my reasoning is, I just he's not one that's going to be making all these like little fringe moves and like possibly getting somebody like this would be the team that why would he not add Jamal Mixon from the Pacers, who's just looking to dump like a young kid who's a point guard, like if LGC was around, that's a guy he could scoop up, but he's not going to make like the fringe moves that's going to steal an extra pick like Boma. I don't know what what's his contract look like. He's got two years left. Like, he could get something for Norton, I think, if he wanted to. Realistically, like, with his timeline, Sudbury should be gone. Now that's what, I'm, that's what I would assume. I mean, he's got pieces that he can, he can like, do something with. Like, Sudbury, so. you know, he's he's relatively cheap. He's 14.5, then he goes up basically by, by one every year, ends at 17 in four seasons. He's not going to be competing in four seasons. So, what's the point of holding on to him? I mean, yeah, he is 25, but not that he regresses, but if he doesn't get any better... You're not going to rebuild around him because by the time that you have anything around him, he's gonna be, it's going to be too late. Right. So, you know, but again, we'll see if it, what, what moves he makes. But I, I, again, I don't want to spend too much time. But I think that we're both in the same ballpark. You said 21 and a half. I'm going closer to uh, 11 and a half. And I I'm, think I'm taking the under on both, and part of it's because I think Sudbury could be traded this year. 
So sounds good. I like it. All right. Uh, I want to briefly touch on my team. I am <clears throat> miserable after what happened I mean, with the. You know, I I was expecting it with Elliot to an extent because he has literally no volume, but like the I don't even know how to say it. Hama Hama I have no idea. We're gonna call him Hama. Teddy. Um, he had like 36, three GA. And then, you know, he had all this, all the other stuff. Like he was exactly what I was looking for. Um, you weren't around, but I had McMahon when McMahon was at his peak. And what McMahon did was exactly that. He didn't shoot. He played extraordinary defense. He passed and he had steals. And that's what I like in my point guard. So I was really happy and clearly didn't work out. But looking at my team, um, as it is now, like I can go with a ton of different roster construction. Um, I think that the only guy guaranteed to start is Mercer, and I think I can go a million different ways. Um, so let me know what you saw from the outside, because I've kind of been in a funk with what happened. Well, I, which is understandable. That's unfortunate when you when you're about to receive a lockdown defender and then you could like, no, I had enough of this already. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the same thing I saw on Elliot, though. It's like, that guy could be the center. The problem is, is he even going to make it? I mean, at least you're going to have him now, right? That, that, that's something that down the road will, will be another one, another early retirement that should be his career over. Um, right, I, I will say, I'm going to, I want to jump in quick. I, I was talking to KJ. I said, what is like, you know, is this something you have to worry about? And he said, usually if they survive rookie training camp, then it's like a normal player. Um, it's usually that first year is when they take out the rookies. Like Baker and Mugosa kind of went through the same thing, he said, with no volume. And if they make it through training camp, both of them are on their second contracts. So I'll be going forward, assuming that Elliot's not going to retire because he didn't already and that the game deems him usable enough. But it's still going to be a worry every time retirements come now, which is fucking ridiculous for a 21-year-old. Yeah, that's something, something you shouldn't have to worry about. Um, obviously, you know, you know, still, still in the rebuild. Mercer is going to be great. Uh, I like him a lot. I keep the problem is that he is your goal to guy when it comes to scoring. And, I mean, he's in, his, in the low 50s, both on 2GA and efficiency. So that's... That's not really what you want out of your those two guys. The problem is where is the floor going to come from? And overall, the team is very low volume. So unless you can play good enough defense to keep the tempo low and keep the pace of the game low, obviously that's where you shorten the pickup win. Um, hopefully, Ellie will help the defense now, and especially if he decides to actually play basketball, which would be fun. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be going to be another lot, lot of you for the Cavs. Uh, hoping you get better luck a lot of this upcoming year than they did with this, so only get the 10th pick. Um, so I have you, so I beat uh, under at 27 and a half, and I think it's going to be right around there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Well, so, my, my argument against, I, I think I'm going to be over. I was 33-49 this year. Um, and... I think two teams that won a bunch are going to regress. I don't know where somebody in this conference has to get wins somewhere. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to win more than 33, but I think that closer to 30, 31, 32 is, is more accurate than 27. My argument is I basically had the same team last year, and I'm adding Elliott. I'm adding the rebounding and the defense. So... You know, even if he's a four-position backup and I go with the exact same starting lineup as last year, then that's something I just I think that, that that can work. I also have Brinson on the bench. I have the other guy I picked up in the first round, Iris. So there's a bunch of different ways I can go. Um, as of now, Timkins will probably be starting, but... But that's the thing when I see with your team. You can obviously play around with it. Uh, and move around and try to sing and you know God knows how long it will take before you find the one that you really like yeah. that's, that's going to be the thing I see well, you might might end up losing games that you could have won had you had your quote unquote perfect lineup out right and I, I think what I'm going to do to start is Timkins at the one Elliot at the two Barkley at the three um, 
Stone at the four and Mercer at the five. So it gets three guys that score 18 plus Elliot and Timkins defense. And then Mercer is still obviously a really good defender. Barkley is kind of my only defensive, like bad spot. So yes. that's my, but yeah, 20, you know, 27 to 33 wins. I don't think that's out of the question. Um, so we shall see, but enough about my team. Let's get to some more fun teams. All right. So the Nuggets, a little bit of a controversial, controversial trade, not controversial, but you know, what many have deemed a, a lopsided trade. Now we know Marilla helped you played really well, small forward, power forward for you last year. He complimented Rafi really well. Kind of, kind of will do the same thing with Barber, I would presume, which is, you know, I think where Jamie's mindset is because Barber doesn't have the defensive one through nines, kind of like Rafi. Um, he's got a lot of, like, different – but losing Paxton, I think, is going to have so much more of an impact than gaining Murillo. I just – I see what he's trying to do, but it was kind of a weird all-in move because now Murillo and Cromwell are expiring, and there's not much, you know, where Paxton was was signed long term. But what do you say? Well, I mean, obviously that trade I think worked out well for me with Paxton as being a great player. Um, To me, one of the reasons was with it is because I actually wanted the longer contract. Yeah. Um, being expiring, um, and I, I totally get what Jamie wants to do. He was afraid of losing Ori, which he ended up doing. Yeah, Mourinho is great D, and and you know one of those things is if you want to have any chance in the Landers, you gotta have to figure out a way to stop somebody like like Farwell, which obviously Mourinho did really well in, in the playoffs. Um, but yeah. The one thing is where the phone gonna come from. I promise Barber will do that, but then what after that? There's been not much there. Um, Carl, Carl Matthews is obviously nowhere near replacement for what you lost to Paxton. Uh, and, you know, the one thing is there, there are literally most deals on that team. Zero deals. I mean, the highest deal player is Carl at 45. Farley has called, but he's dying at the of the whole much But the counter argument to that is that, that downfall to the Knicks, wasn't it? That they didn't have any steals either. And, that seems to somewhat work out. So maybe the deal is an overrated stat at this point. Well, it might be. Um, but I think that a lot of it comes down to roster construction because my team, when I won a title, and even that the last Kings team, although when he had a Tucci, he had a little bit better because he, he was playing Baker more and Sullivan, but he didn't have a lot of rebounding. Like, Devine and Trow aren't amazing rebounders. Jotson's not a great rebounder. And they still won, but they had a ton of steals. So I think you have to have one or the other. And I just don't see either, really. I mean, their best rebounder yeah. might be their point guard. Correct. You know? So, like, I think that you – what whether you value steals or rebounds, it doesn't matter. But I think you need one of them to build your team. Like, I think that you need a way to gain possessions or to take possessions away from another team. And I just don't see it with them. And going from 59 wins, I'm curious to hear what your over-under is because I got a shock. Uh, I actually got them quite a bit. Um, I have Hold on. You're, you're breaking up. Sorry. There you go. Can you hear me now? Yep. There you go. So... I dropped in front of it. My over under percentage is actually now at six and a half. Um, How much? You, I, 46. 46 and a half? 46 and a half. And I'm actually still tempted to take the under on that. So I think they're going to take it big job. I still think they get in. So, um, but going down to the end of it, I have to have that so I'm going to make a counter because that's 13 wins, which I do think that they're going to lose more. But is Murillo really 13 wins le- worse than Paxton? That's, I guess that's what we're about to find out, right? Right. Well, so I, I guess here, here's my thing. I think that it, it, 
it might hurt them a little bit more in the playoffs than it will in the regular season because they do have two elite scorers. Like they get into some of they these do. scoring matches, like they're going to win games just because of Barber and Cromwell. So I'm curious. While I I, I do agree, my my over under was fifty one and a half. So and that's I so originally originally I had them actually at fifty. Uh, 15 and a half, and then I went down after seeing uh, how they had no steals and the and the defending Dubonka Zlatan. Right. Um, but as I said, they probably still didn't have the data as for some of the team. Um, and Molino, even though he's not defended as he was last year, he did take a little hit, he's still a big percent. So that does help, uh, especially next to Baldwin. Right. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, you just like you keep cutting out at like the very end of whenever you're speaking. Well, I'll tell you guys missing all my great points. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I um maybe if I go one side, it'll get better. You're so what no. you made was great points. I and I completely understand where you want to go lower than what your original. Um, there we go. Than what your original amount was. Um, but it's really hard sometimes with. Um, God, what do I want to say? It's really hard sometimes to like knock off that many wins when you kept your two top scorers. Like, and I completely, yeah. I, I completely get where you come from. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just. All right, guys, we are back. Sorry, I got a phone call. Um, we were finishing up the Nuggets, and we had their win total at around, he had it around 46, I have it at 51. I think we kind of touched on everything. you have anything else to add I think, on? I think, we actually going to, I think we're going to end up somewhere between those two. Yeah, that, that probably makes sense. I, the thing is, like, how much better did the Rockets get? What, what do the Bucks fall to? You know, I, I think those are the questions that, for the win-loss, like, what are the Grizz with, with Barrett for a whole season? You know, what are the Lakers with Zampa added? It's, you know, I, I get the, the big drop, but I still think that, you know, Morello is still a very obviously solid player. He just basically won you a title by stopping Falwell. So he's still, Agreed. you know, a rather large piece. I, I think that they'll be a little bit better, but I think that come playoff time, that they could struggle if the, if a defensive stopper gets put on one of his uh, big guys. So, yeah, I can see that. So yeah. we will see. All right, we are on to the Rockets. They went fifty four and twenty eight last year, and you know they made the big move. I think what they added Divine two Sims, three Sims in. Um, Daniels is a stud. Divine's really good. But he doesn't have like that third guy, so I'm curious to hear hear your take. Um, it's funny for me because being I I pay attention to teams in my conference more, so like I can while I can do what like how guys got where where they are on both conferences, I'm much more in depth with like especially guys in my division because realistically that's who you're going up against, that's who you're fighting for. That's why I'm always in tune with the Bucks and the Raptors more so than anything else. So I've been watching this team, and I just feel like they're good enough to win because they have two guys that can always score 30 to six, to uh, to 40, but they're not great anywhere else. So I'm curi- really curious to hear your win-loss. Um, so going with the Rockets, I mean, two seasons ago, they kind of surprised us all because they were just young, and somehow they were winning quite a bit of games. Then they added Obisia Chase with Divine last season, and it, it really propelled them. Um, I actually have them winning more games this season. I, I like them mixed through the set. And the one thing with them is they're going to they're going to score a lot of points. If you look at them, they have volume. They have a lot of volume. They have in a in a top three guys that you got with Daniel Divine forward. Their volume is 80, 80 82. So you're going to see them. You're going to see them a lot of lot of points in that team. Um, their fourth time, depending on how much you put to Lozada, who's just had a great team. That's another guy who has good volume. 
Um, I really like, even though he doesn't hit him well, Lozada's free throw percent is really, like, his FTA is really high. He's going to get people in foul trouble, even if he's not hitting those free throws. Exactly, exactly. So, the one thing I will see is, I don't see a lot of assists. Uh, that's the one thing. They don't really share the ball a lot. But once again, if you have guys that do that hit, it doesn't matter who the ball passed or not. Um, but they, I mean, they're going to win games based on just how it's going. Uh, they're going to allow points, but as long as they keep scoring, they're going to win. So my, my win total for them this year is I'm having a 58.5, and, and I would not be surprised if they had a full program now. 58 and a half, that's pushing towards 60, you know, you're getting up into a dominant team because they're winning three quarters of their games, basically. So, I like, I like the Rockets. I'm, I'm, I'm buying Rockets. That's fair. I'm a, no. I like Javier. He does like a few little things. He gets some steals as a, as a center. He's got the defensive one through nines. Um, and he rebounds. You know, he doesn't shoot a ton, but he has the 8-0-0, which is an added bonus at center. Yep. Um, I'm going to be a little bit lower. I think he's going to be right around the 54, 55. When Mark... Yeah, um, he was last year. Yeah, part of it is, like, what happens with Divine, and and Mike can attest to this, because I, I, I just know because he would bitch about me, is Divine would go stretches of, like, four or five games where he would just fall out every game. And I don't know, like, how the game does it, and I don't know, like, how... Like, in real life, you know, like, if you're dealing with, like, a, a hamstring injury, like, a, you're a little bit slower, so you end up falling more in real life because you're, like, a step slow. Like, I don't think the game does that, but that's almost what it seems like with Divine. And that's – I'm not going to take that analogy. Mike gave that to me because that's what he feels, like, happens sometimes. He's, like – Yeah. He said he would look at box scores sometimes with Divine, and he would go, like – he'd have games where he played, like, 17 minutes. Now, he still puts up the numbers – and that I think that's what's so impressive with him, but that would be the worry. Now, when you say passing, the one thing is, like, Divine for his career, I have it pulled up right here, averages four assists a game. Now, it was down last year, and I know he played in, like, a, a fast-paced offense, but this, like you said, they have volume. It's not like they're going to be slow-paced. So I think he helps pick up the slack where I don't think you normally would think that, but he has the ball in his hand so much that he's just bound to pick up the assist that would be it's almost like a I don't want to say like a Harden thing because Harden gets more assists but it's like he shoots with so much volume that when he drives it's almost like he kicks or hits a cutter or something because that's why his assist is higher than it probably should be on a on a ultra scoring guard so the one thing I will say why why I'm high on them thinking they're going to get more wins than last year. Remember, they played two sims without Divine. So we're talking about about 20 games that they played without clearly their, their best score. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so I'm thinking that, I mean, if they're, you would think that can, if they pick up, you know, extra few wins there, that, that's what I'm coming in with by process, assuming they're going to win more. Right. Right. Well, and you know that's more of the that, and that's the thing is how much does, you know, how many times do we see like a guy get hurt and the team still wins three out of their next four? Like it's just yeah. I I'd I'd love to see like the dynamic of it. So it'll be fun to see them for a whole season. I'm curious because I don't think Ford's going to start for them. I think he's going to be like a bench gunner which is probably actually a better situation because you already have two guys that are going to shoot on your starting line. I would almost start Lozada at the small forward. Um, yeah, he, can, he, he, can, he can go some different ways with it. I mean, I, I think it, it's a fun lineup. It's a, it's a fun lineup to play with in the tactic. Yeah, and he's like got like, like, he's got a weird, lot of weird like bench pieces. Like that guy, Ixtens... He's got 79 steel and 9986 defense. Like, I don't know what position he is. He's small forward on the page. He's small forward. He's small forward. I had Ixens on my team a long time ago. He's just small forward? Um, so, again? He's just small forward? Do you need no, um, is he? I think he may be just small forward. So, he, yeah. here's the thing, and this might be out of the box. I think I'd probably start him at small, at small forward and put, start Divine at shooting guard. And my reasoning is... You get 
the the ridiculous steals, and then you get the defense in no shots that come away from Divine or Daniels. Correct. Correct. I mean, the guy can put D on top of it. So. Right. So that um, he has okay, a lot, so like, like you said, he has a lot of rust. Fun to play with. He has a lot of roster construction. He's going to be in the playoffs, so he can. Here's the thing: he's not like a fringe playoff guy, so he can play with his lineup. And if he has a bad sim, it's not like it's going to knock him out of the playoffs. And I've always yep. said that it's so much easier to play with your lineup when you're completely out of the playoffs or completely in. But like when you're like from the six seed to the ten seed, like you have to be playing your best lineup. So like tinkering sometimes isn't the best thing. For, I mean, I have him, the way I have him with a win-loss record, he, he's going to be, I mean, he's going to have home, home for the advantage the first round. Right. Is why I never him. So, yeah. and I just look at Ike since he is small forward only. Okay. Yeah, I, so. I can't pull it up because I'm recording. I don't want to, like, turn off my phone. That's why if you have Ike, I'll pull it up. So, all right. So. All right, so. well, that's the, that's the market. That's the real receivers in the league. Yep, yep. All right, so this will be – this could be a team that can drop. We have the Bucks, who obviously lost Trauber. Um, he added Forte from my team who had monster progressions. I mean, he's still not amazing, but his defense is good, but he has no steals. You weren't around. Um, one of the biggest trades I made that, like, caused a shitstorm in the league for two seasons, I had, like, a really, really good team. And I lost to the Raptors round one. I, I think I was a three seed with like 62 wins. Like it was ridiculous. And um, I had this guy, Cortez Hastings. I think he's still in the league, but he was like legit almost a – he was an MVP candidate with no defense or steals. Like I think he won the MVP with for Ricky. The guy scored 30 a game. He got to the free throw line. Like he was just really good offensively and he passed and he rebounded, but he had no steals and he had no, he never got defensive one through nines. So I lost in the first round and I spite traded my top two guys. I traded my point guard to the Bucks for Ahmed and something else. And then I, I traded Hastings to Ricky for Batu Khan and Ackerman, who are both like rookies basically. And it fucking caused a shitstorm, and just Ackerman never got better. And that's like, at least Forte got like bumps, but like Ackerman just never was good. And that's kind of I, I'm pretty sure the the comp to him and the that Ricky had for Forte was Ackerman, and it's true. He shoots a three. He he has a little bit of rebounding and assists, but like I just don't think he's that great. I I offered him a, a small contract. I just don't see it with this team. Like Paddock's good, Willis. Shannon, I'm sure he'll make he'll, he's gonna make. By the way, he's gonna make us sound really dumb because we're gonna lowball him. He's gonna win 50 games. I'm just letting you know. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you are. But yeah, that was my my spiel about Forte. I wanted to throw in that I'm literally the whole league sh- went crazy for four days because. Right, of, well, so while you while you added. Um you know, with your spiel on Forte, like, as your spiel on Shannon, you all know how much you love him. Listen, my thing with Shannon isn't that, like, he's bad. He's, he does a lot of things. His defense is good. He rebounds. His volume's up there. He doesn't. He's not efficient. My problem is, is his price tag to me has always been so high. Like, I tried to get him when he was young from the Celtics, and he wanted, like, a lotto pick and more. It was almost like Omar with Ferrer, but Ferrer at least deserves some sort of price tag close to that. Where, like, in my mind, Shannon, I just wanted a defensive shooting guard. Or right. he's, small. He's, got, he's got some stuff that makes him look appealing, but I thought that the worst thing about him is probably his efficiency. Um, and the problem is that overall, I mean, Buffs have always been a fairly low scoring team, right? That's not going to change now, especially with Foss So, right. I mean, when you. He is their second highest volume shooter. At 59. Right. Um, their highest volume shooter being Benkovich with a, with a 75. Um, actually, I, I like Benkovich's numbers if you look at him. Uh, he's got some interesting. You wish he would have a little more steals. Um, but otherwise, he looks like he looks like a decent piece. Um, interesting to see how he's going to use Forte in, in that hole. If he's going to be. Is Forte. Does he have. It's shooting on small forward. Shooting on small forward. 
So I can see him. I mean, that's that's the thing about Bubbles. So he is he's a freaking wizard with with lineup. So he's going to play around with that. I definitely have him dropping off a little bit from last year. Um, the thing is that what worries me the most is where he's going to get the scoring from. But he's always been a slow play. So it, it's more you know stop him and you know see what we can do from there. I mean, he stretches. Um, Paddock, who's not, um, like, high. He got Paddock, whose volume is not worthy of what he – I mean, he scored 15 points last year, a game. And then he gets, yeah. you know, Willis, who's equally as low, scores 12. Like, he's going to scrape together points. He's got uh, Ivo off the bench, although the problem is him and McCoyle are both point guard only. So it's not like Ivo's going to be on the court a lot. Now, the one thing that, now that I'm looking at his roster again, that kind of stuck to me is, like, he's a pretty darn good pre-shooting, pre-shooting team. Um, I mean, if you look at the percentage, but he doesn't have one guy on the seven. Not yeah, but he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get there, though. No, that's the thing. The attempts are all low, but it's... I guess, if he... If he would you rather have all your guys above 40, but everybody shoots under 70? Like 40 FTA, but everybody shoots under 70? Or would you rather have his setup? I think I'd rather have more attempts because you're getting guys in. More attempts, yeah. You know, so I, I get what you're saying. I just, he doesn't get there enough to, to really take advantage of that. To take advantage of it. All right, that's, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. What's your uh, um, win loss on this, this well, team? Well, they're going to lose. And they've gone back and forth about it how much. I, he, will, he will figure it out. But he, he seems to always do it with, with his weird ass team. But I have that over under at 46.5. 46.5? 46.5. Yeah. So um, if you had to pick right now who's better, the Bucks or the Nuggets, because you gave the same number for both. Um, the thing is, I put it at 46 and a half, but I think the Bucks are going to win a couple. I think the Nuggets will figure it out. So just because the Bucks will, he, is a, he will figure it out with this lineup. It'd be weird and deep win games that he's just a wow out. That's the way he does it. I have 48 and a half, and just his defensive one through nines for his starters are ridiculous. Like his, his, the guys that actually play are really good. He has a nine six eight six, a nine six nine nine, a seven nine seven seven, seven two eight four, eight five six five, four eight one nine. Like it's just that you know they're they just play good defense and like they might not have a ton of steals outside of McCoyle, but they all have a little bit of steals. Like Shannon has forty nine, Willis forty four, Paddock forty one. You know, so like. And you know, double digits is just every single game again. I mean, that's right. insane. So, insane. No, I said, I had it over and under for six and a half, but I am more confident there that it will be, you know, on. Did I lose you? Uh, yeah, you just cut out. I said that my over and under was 46 and a half, but I, that's, that's team one definitely. Right. So. Uh well, all right, Raptors. Yeah, getting to the one seed. All right. So we know they added Sand for for Zampa, and they still have Lou. They still have Air. Um, picked up Patton. They kept they kept Chow. Um. Yeah. They also T- just added Tucci. Tucci, yeah. Uh, Tucci's a good good bench bench piece for them. Um, yeah. Might actually. Actually, I would assume he's starting at the power forward. I'd assume he's going Sand, Air, Chow, Tucci, Lou. Would be my guess. So, um, yeah. So what 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 are you looking at this season for them? I mean, they're they're going to be very good again. Um, very good again. I feel. Well, you and I were talking about this yesterday, and I joked that they're like the. The NBA Spurs on the KBL. It's like they're old, but they just so they have one young dot, and then which is obviously Lou, and then everybody else is pretty old, but they they just don't balance. Oh. Um, 
I mean, as a you know, for instance, now he's got child back for like a third of the price as it was the year before. Right. That's um, that's I mean, that's compared to the old contract. That's sealed. Um, I said they're going to be really good again. Um, I my over and under for them was is sixty eight and a half. So they're going to be right around the win. I think they actually might get a hold on that. Um, I would not be surprised if you see them win. 70 71 games, to be honest. Um, they have seals galore. They yep. have six guys in their roster that have 60-plus seals, and three of the starters are 70, 79, 85. Um, they're they're going to get plenty of balls. So it's that's going to be a very tough team. Very tough team. Um, I have them a little bit less than you. I have them uh, 66-and-a-half, which, you know, we're not talking... You know, we're talking two wins. Um, my thing is, is what, how many shots does San take away from air? What does, like, talk about a team with no passing. Like, Patton might have to start at some point and, you know, Chow might have to go to power forward and, and air to, he might have to move some things around just to get passing in this team. I mean, if, if you do the lineup I said, He's got Sand at 37, Air at 22, Tucci at 11, Lou at 21, and then who, and Chow at 12. Right, and he's not projected yes. to start. But then the next closest is, you know, you have Tristan Jackson, who's hot garbage. Not, I mean, not hot garbage, but he's not great. At all, he's got the defensive one through nines, and that's about it. And then so it's just it's a. I think that against like you know who would give the who's going to give this team a hell of a time the Bucks because the Bucks are going to stop them. And they're going to slow them down. Right. So any team so, like yeah. I, he, and here's the thing like I think I'll the reason I'm over on my win projection of twenty seven and a half that you gave was because I think that I'm going to beat random teams just by stopping them. Because my defense is good. Yep. So I think that that's going to be their issue because, yes, they can create steals, but almost that, like, additive, like, one extra pass, they don't have it. So. I mean, I agree with you there that, you know, they, if you can stop them, that's one thing. Um, obviously, there's lack of this, but we've had said that before, and you know, certain guys are just going to shoot, and if, if they if they make it, and if they're hot today, they're going to score so much points. Right. Um, I mean, even with the lineup they have, we don't even count on Luke, and we already know how good he is. That's as I said, that's going to be a tough. Team. That's going to be very tough. Team. So, but we also said that last year. And they end up out of the Yep, but they were still one. There's, you know, they still won sixty-seven. And they addressed some some issues, so we'll see. Yep. Playoff time. Correct. All right. Correct. So coming to the Hornets. The Hornets. You beat them in the finals. Won sixty-three games, and I think they're bringing back the same team. No. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any major moves. Uh, I think because he's, and if I remember correctly, he got himself in the in the hard cap now. Right? So he's actually trying to move some pieces. Uh, yeah, you have yeah, all season to do that. Um, from experience, I was in the hard cap three or four seasons that I had over sixty wins, and I never ended up in the hard cap. So there's ways to finagle it. You you know, eventually you're gonna see that you know maybe somebody's selling off that has like a bench piece that you can like get rid of a little money, even if it's expiring. If you take on a longer deal, um, you know, does he move Dutch Keedy for a longer deal that's three mil? So now he saves himself one point three eight. Like I don't know how close he is to the hard cap, but you can do. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that either. So. You know, you can move. You can do stuff like that where you can like move some of your expirings or some of your shorter contracts for longer, shorter, longer deals that have less money on them. Yep. So, 
Um, there's not really much to talk about with them. They have fall, you know, they're bringing back the same team. Falwell's a, an absolute stud. So what's your uh, over under? Can um, I have an Morgan and Matthews. I have six six and a half. Six six and a half. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a win off. I have sixty five and a half. Um, I think they're the clear two seed. Yeah, I agree. I think that one and two are pretty obvious in this in this conference. As as much as I think that Landros is better, I just think that um, as much as I think Landros is better, I just think that the top two in this are far and away better. Like when we get to Maynard, I think there's actually three top teams in Maynard now with the the Heat yeah. si- signing AGS and then you and. Uh, you and the Hawks still phenomenal. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way I had it. That, that's, that's a three-team race right there. Yeah, um, I th- and I, I, it's not something I would say wouldn't say to Smith, but Smith's still playing with lineups. So I think that he's a clear three seed only because he's still tinkering, and he's still going to be because he just added a major piece. Like your major piece, you're just going to plug in and play him. Like. Yeah, he's gonna play AGS. I assume that he's gonna try him at the three, at the two, or at the two, at the one. You know, so we'll talk about them later. But again, there's not much tinkering to this team. You have Lasecki, you have Doyle, you have Falwell, you have a bunch of you know. He he probably needs to add a bench piece somewhere. To be honest, um, but uh, do you see anything else we're not saying? No. I mean, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, and I I hate to do it, but there's not just not much to say about them. They're running back the same team. They're going to be good, and it's going to be what adjustments and what bench pieces he adds throughout the year that make him look again. And I'm not saying this, but like he could change up his DC a little bit, like change some of the shooting, and he might beat you again. So like, yeah. I don't think he needs to make some drastic move, like. The the Raptors needed to because they got destroyed by the Hornets. Like even though you destroyed them, I think that you destroyed the Hornets, but I think that two of those games were close and like he just didn't score in two of them. Like the two didn't wasn't like the same score in game one and and game two? Correct. It was I had I three wins where I scored nine and four. Right. So that's the thing. No, no, I had was it two. I the first two wins were ninety four, eighty four, and then I think the third one was a hundred so that's and then exa- I, I said 94 in the fourth game, but that's something that divides it to 62. Well, and that's, that's reality. That's, that's what it comes down to, you know? Is that. Uh, so, I mean, it, the only thing I think he needs to change is whatever his special DC for the next one, uh, I think he's going to have to post that one. Well, I think, what, I think, and I, said, I think I said it to him last year, he needs to add bench scoring. And I, I've I've harped on I talked about this with Goulet a little bit in the past when you're when you come off the bench, you're not against some of these elite defenders. So you like you don't have to have amazing one through nine on offense. You just need some volume. Just get some shots up. So you have to score off the bench exactly because you're not going to face the elite guy the most likely. So that's you know. So if he gets if he adds a bench piece, I'll feel a lot more a bench scorer. I'd feel a lot more confident. Agree. Agree. Either way, we, I mean, both me that they're going to be good again. Um, but again, but mean, for for them and the Raptors, like it's not about the regular season. It's really not. Like they're penciled in as the one or the two seed. You know, the the key is to be have your have your rotation ready for the playoffs and be healthy, which you can only control one of them. Correct. So. Um, All righty. Probably, we're coming up on, like, my two favorite ones I want to talk about. Um, the Bulls, they won 31 last year. Um, they flipped Noel West for Twine. And then they got Zion was, in the was, draft. That was a steal. They stole Twine, is how you want to call it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get into Twine in a second. But then Zion, who I think if you redraft, he might go top five. Yeah. Getting him at nine is a huge steal. They still have the kid that they drafted like 17th last year with Morris. Um, I like Teddy Vincent. I know you drafted him. You know, he does a lot of little things and he plays three positions, so you can kind of move him. Falls good. 
Fall can shoot, but he doesn't really do anything else. He has the passing, which helps. They're still missing a legit point guard. They have Moss, who can score. So they're going to be fun, but they're just not going to be good. But I think Zion's gonna yeah. Zion will win more than enough games with them. For them, that I think that um, they're going to be a little bit more relevant. But what do you have them at? Well, I mean the thing is that you know, getting fine is that they have they have, they have some pieces. Zion, a lot of a lot of teams are going to have their eyes on what he's going to do. Um, you know, it, it's funny to see. Would Days be being Days be and not being on what's going on? How it's so well documented and how the Bulls have been struggling on the road. I, I don't know how that comes about. I, I don't see any other team that seems so obvious that I've with them. Um, it's tough to count that in a win loss record, but it is fun how they legit assault win games on the road. Right. Um, they're, you know, the defending has gotten better, but it still leaves quite a good to be desired. Um, but yeah, there are some fun pieces. I definitely have the winning more games I had than they won last year. You, you're um, you're cutting out. You're away from the phone again. So, there you go. Sorry, I, I I said that you know they're definitely going to win more games than they swore last. Um, I have them actually ending up as the ninth seed, but they they're going to miss out. Uh, but I have them winning thirty eight. I have that 38.5. Um. All right. Yeah, I have thirty four. I have thirty four and a half. Okay. Um, Zion's going to help, but this this conference is good, and I just don't know yep. how much. Um, while I agree, Twine is a better player, and I'm not. Compa- Twine, to, have have you looked at Twine? He I shot thirty three percent, thirty six percent, thirty nine percent so far in his career. So while his ratings are nice and he's 21, I just don't know what impact he has this year. And not that West was like amazing, but West played a role for this team. So while I think he won the trade, I don't know that it wins. It helps him this year as much. So I had it a little bit less. I think Zion helps him win. You know, Moss, Morris got a little bit better. The, the the role guys, but I just I don't know that the Twine West thing is is a win necessarily for this year. I'm not saying that he didn't win the trade and never you know people will be, but I just think for this season, it's not like amazing win because he has some of the highest volume on that team. Meaning when he plays, he's going to shoot, and if if he shoots as poorly as he did in Minnesota, it's not going to lead to a ton of wins. Right. So, all righty, moving on to the Pacers. All right, last couple teams here in Landros. All right, the Pacers. Um, I have a a big. Um stock in them this year I have their pick so you you, you be really anti-Pacers all season yeah I mean I'm always anti-Crest um <laughs> you know and it, it's funny cause like I'll root against X and Crest and Mike but in reality the only person I really actually hate in the league was Jay and he's not in it anymore but um Crest is building a nice little like Foundation, he's got Viaba, Holland, um, Lamont Vincent, which he got for Beavis, which was end up being like a nice trade. So he moved Wagstaff for Beavis. Wagstaff gets that ridiculous injury, and then he regresses more. And then he trades Beavis, who's expiring, to X, who for the guy who ended up going eight in Vincent, who I like. Um, yeah, he's not a well-rounded defender, but um. He he traded Carl Black for the 18th pick, which ended up being his own namesake. So so I mean, <clears throat> the guy kind of reminds me like a weird ass like 
Nick, uh, the Eve, of Eve, of a ton of assists and no steals with defensive one through nines. Although I think Eve shot more. But, um, yeah. So what's your take on them this year? Um, obviously, he's, you know, even though he doesn't have a take, this is this not a thing to me that the downfall for, for the players. And to be honest, I depend on the Lau by seeing her throughout the season. I think that he's going to do it as well. I think the stone that he has shopped him around a little bit, trying to be, he was, he was trying to get act. Uh, in a deal, I believe, um, would work out. But I think with this team, it's it's not going to be a playoff team, uh, even though Robin would like it and not give you a lot of picks. Uh, but in this conference, that's just not going to happen. I actually think we're going to do more games in the last year. Um, yeah, so I'll just be shocked if you all still on this roster. I think I think he's going to trade. He added the only thing he really did to add. He he signed Mario Yards for one deal, and then in the trade he got Daniel Dell. Um, and that's not not really going to be massive difference makers. Um, so my over under there is I have my twenty seven and a half. Um, I think they're just up on the four ton. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have on them. So. I, I, I don't see where it's going coming from. So I don't have them in the playoffs either because I just think that there's eight teams better than him. But I don't, I'm not as low a, as you are. They won 36 last year, and I know they had Beavis, and you know they kind of moved some things around. Um, I do think Vialba will stay on this team because he's not a guy that wants to tank for long. So if he can, you know, he gets his picks back starting next year, he'll have Holland and Vialba. Like, I think his goal would be see what he has this year move some of the fringe pieces around like Myberg and Faison, try to grab a first somewhere, hit the lotto next year, hope he, you know, hits kind of big and that these guys progress enough that he can then trade off the rest of his picks and then compete again. That would be my guess, just knowing how he is. But what he did from basically a, a bad situation to to then round out with Holland and Vincent and Creasy and, and kind of have a young core even without his picks – is impressive. Um, I have him at 32 and a half. Um, I would lean towards the under because I don't know what happens with guys like Myberg and Faison. And who knows, if he does get a big deal for Viaba, I'm sure he would do it. But I don't know that that deal is out there right now. Especially because yeah, I... Yeah, well, I, that's, I, that's the only reason I put him back as low as I did because you know, I, I see him trying to get, to get a packet through the Viaba. Uh, the, if that does happen, uh, then the lower thirty can play. Right, right. So all that's right. that. All right. Um, moving on to the team, I really don't want to spend a lot of time on. Um, but he, I was told by producers we're going to have to talk about the Lakers. Yeah, uh, well, he's not going. He's not going to listen to this, so I'll blast through what they have. You give me a win loss, I'll agree, and we can move on. All right, they have yeah. Jodson and Zampa. Uh, he got Zampa for Sands. Um, not the. I have never been like the biggest Zampa fan, but Sands just hasn't played up to his caliber. So, it, not if it if it's a slight win or it's a wash, I don't think it, it hurts him either way. He has a ton of young kids on this team. He's got Mookie Smalls. He's got Larry Jones. He's got Francis. Um, he has a direction, but. Who knows where, where he will end up this year. I think eventually his, his goal will be to trade Jodson because he's just starting to regress. Um, his rebounding is poor. Um, he's taken some volume hits, some percentage hits. So um, curious what you have with him, and then we can just discuss and move on. Well, I'll be honest, I just think it's a, it's a strong starting five. Uh, I mean, the Francis, Larry, Mookie, Zampa, Jodson, it's a starting five. Um, and then one guy I think is the, the wing that he's probably going to have the back of wing more. I mean, if you look at his 3G at 7740, I mean, that, that fucks enough then to three. Uh, I think if we won 46 games last year, I actually think probably won a couple of points. So I have that, I have that 48 and a half. Uh, if I'm having, I'm obviously going to play off him. Um, but that's all I really want to say about Ken, so end of that shit. Yeah, two things. Uh, one, I have the exact same win-loss number. Two, Evan Moore would be the perfect guy for the Hornets to get for their bench. Agreed. 
Right. All right. On to the Grizz. Um, Grizz. This is a fun one. Yeah, he didn't really... Here's the thing, though. He's just kind of in, like, a wait-and-see mode. Um, wait wait for the progressions. His kids are still young. Um, Ballard had a really good year. He he lost in the playoffs. Who did he lose to? Uh, either He either lost to the Hornets or the he Raptors. He won the first round, and then he lost the second round to... Was it the Hornets? Hornets or the Raptors, obviously. Yeah, uh, I think it's a So, you know, he's looking up. He won 48 games last year, but B-Rat missed like 22 games or something. So, curious where your win-loss is. So, I don't know, 62 because as long as he stays healthy, I think that's where the extra wins come in. Um, I mean, people will get paid, but it's nice to be held on to him. Um, you know, I haven't been long enough, long around enough where we all removed, you guys always tonight. Right. Um, but it's interesting, nice placement for, for, for this sport. Right. Um, and it's, and it's all still. So, as that part, we're getting about a third and a half about it. Would you have it at? I'm sorry, I think I missed that. I was clicking on something. 52.5. 52.5, that's, uh, that's a win, a win less than I have. I have 53 and a half. Um, I just think they're well-rounded. I think that this is a team that can win a game that when there's some scoring, and I think that this is a team that when it comes down to defense can win. Um, two, because, I mean, his top two guys have 66 and 72 steals. He's got Eves, who has 86. You know, I don't know what his rotation is. I haven't looked, but, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think that they... They're a team that can be fighting for that three four seed this year. Be, you yeah, know. I actually have to team the I have to the four, so that we we are right on the same track. I just think that there's going to be a lot of jostling um, after the one and two in this in this conference, and sadly, in the obviously trades will impact it, but injuries will impact it too. Because I mean, yeah. sadly, if he if that guy misses another twenty games, I mean, he's a six seed again. So. Is what it is. I agree. I agree. But they're, they're fun, and all of them have done a nice job with it. So I thought I'm that. Right. All right. We're getting down right, 76ers. To, yeah, 76ers. Um, not much to say. They, the Wagstaff took that huge playoff injury. Um, they have more or less the exact same team. Bjornsson's still really good. Um, I'm going to give a spoiler right now. If there's any of the playoff teams last year that just fall out that not that like say the Bucks sell off because they have their pick or or um, the Lakers trade Jotson or something right. But if everybody yeah. stays the course, this is the team that I could see the Bulls or myself jumping if we make a move. Um, just outside of Bjornsson, they just don't have a ton that like you love. And I think that this could this would be the team that I, I'm going to be carefully watching. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, the one thing is, it is they added they added McCoy and Perfetto, so they finally got a point guard. They definitely needed. Um, Problem with McCoy, I, I don't know if you've really been around. This is a guy that Bubbles had him for years, and like towards the end, he wasn't even really playing. But when you look at his ratings, he looks really good. But usually, when a guy and I, I think Goulet has said this in the past, when there's a, a GM, a well-respected GM. That's not playing a guy with good ratings. There's usually a reason. There's a reason for it. I agree. I agree. But either way, they needed they needed one. Yep. Uh, oh, they definitely one. did. I'm just you know more oh. or less throwing that out there. Um. They have, they have plenty of volume, and you know one of the things with them is they're supposed to have you know Stu Nakin, um, who you know who on earth is. Can finally figure that guy out. I, I gave my advice twice and I gave up very quickly both times. Um, but he's got, you know, with Singley and Sue necessary, he's got pretty nice defense right there. Right. Uh, and Bjornsson, Bjornsson this year will be yet in the MVP discussion, I think. I mean, he's a beast. Uh, the problem is, if you ever go to a game, get to a game where Bjornsson gets shut out or doesn't have a great game, he's going to immediately in trouble. 
Right. Well, um, and, and that's their problem because they don't have a, I don't want to say a ton else, but they really don't have a ton else. No. That's a good way of putting it. Um, I mean, Duman is, is, is not is not bad. Uh, you, you, you just, you know, catching guys shooting. Um, but as for that, they're some good dudes, dudes, they're not, they're just only if you want to play, you board how many shots they're going to play. Right. So, um, they won 47 games last season. Uh, I have them at 45 and a half. Actually, sorry, 46 and a half. Uh, as I said, they're going to be a third. That, that, that's another team that, that, that could fall out if you, you make a move or the goals or something fun. Uh, they, they're right on the cusp there. I have them, I have them as a seventh seed in the end because I have them not as just under. Um, but if they also have a bad injury, like Jensen was down for two weeks, they are going to be in all, in all kinds of trouble. Yeah, I actually, I, I'm lower. I have 42 and a half. I think that they're the eight seed. So, so I mean, we're not I can see, I can see it. super far off, but far off enough that I I just I think that he needs to make a big move, either get rid of Bjornsson and, and go you know into a rebuild or trade off his future picks and, and try um, yeah. to to gain stuff because this team's just not. There's no defense there outside of Stingley. So. I mean, that's a, you know, where, where you and I talk is because of how low I am on the Nuggets. You're not quite as low as I am on the Nuggets. Um, and that's where, you know, I have to certainly think that's about the defense and probably the So that's just my own thing. Right. And this is probably but, where, well, like, those wins and, you know, it's funny. You play with, like, the win totals and you don't want everybody so high. But this is where I drop the team just because. But, all right, last team. I yeah. got to get going. I'm asking I, the Lions. All right. Um, they drafted Andrews. They drafted Talberg. They drafted oh KJ, Christian Jimenez. Um, I wish that instead of Andrews, he or uh, whoever he drafted at six. I wish he drafted Hamama. Fucking Christmas. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's in the waiting game. He's got a young team. Um, one thing I don't like is now his power forward and center are kind of like locked in. They're both twenty one, and neither of them fucking score. Um, so yeah, he's gonna need he's gonna need to find like a a, a divine or an heir to really make this work with with those two guys at at the center position. What what do you think? Um. I mean, he's got tons of kids. Um, you know, out of the draft, I think Paul was a little disappointing, uh, with his first pick. Uh, his lineup was really good, but his ratings just really fucked up good. So that was obviously disappointing for for Um And you know, on draft, him and I were actually talking, and I was with him on the take Talbot kind of deal, and then that probably sucked out a little bit. Right. Uh, but you know what? That Brunson kid is is really fun. I mean, with a 79, 71, this year, you know, that's just no turnovers. Um, and only 19 years, 19 years, you would hope he gets more progression of that. That's going to be legit. Um, I thought hell yes, but it's pretty, pretty fun for now. Uh, so he's not very good course. I love to pick me play around with. Um, I actually have him in less games than last year. And just because he's going to give these kids a try and turn it around. Yeah. Um, so I have this total at uh, 16 and a half. Um, and so he's just going to try to sit out. And they're going to get beaten up, but he's going to get to see what he can do. And, it, and that depends on itself. And you know, when it can be something like So I, I, I have him right where he is, 20.5. Um, I think that, like you said, he just doesn't have the scoring. But we'll we'll see moving forward what he does. You know, he's not in any rush. He has his picks. Let's see. Um, he doesn't have anybody else's picks moving forward. So um, he just paid Wheeler. But, you know, we'll see if he stays with him or if he, if he moves off him in a season or two when he's not ready to compete yet. So. Yeah. 
Right. So, um, based, based on, you know, the win-loss record that, that I had, this is the way I have it taking out, uh, and you and I had a bottom end, or, or the third part of that, um, that people are going to change, you're going to be a little different. Um, I think you and I are basically like clear that it's Raffles Hornets and that pretty much everyone else. Yep. Um, so Raffles Hornets do, I'm high on the Rockets, I think you may have to do lowest. So I have the Rocket coming three, I got the Grizzlies going at four. I very reluctantly put the list to five. Um, I have the Bucks at six, double six at seven, the Nuggets at eight, and the Bulls and Cavs five up nine and ten. I have the Bulls at two, um, the Bulls nine, Cavs ten, Pacers eleven, Celtics twelve, Lions thirteen. Yeah, I. No, you have the yeah. So I'm a little bit different, obviously. Especially last, I have I have the Celtics and the Lions. Um, I have myself, Pacers, Bulls, and then I have 76ers. I'm going off the top of my head because I don't have it in front of me anymore. I shot my laptop. 76ers, Lakers, Nuggets, I think, was six. Um, Rockets at five. Grizz at four. Who am I missing? Oh, no. no. Bucks at five. Rockets at four. Grizz at three. There you go. Two and one. So. There you go. All right, bud. I will. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'll talk to you. We'll get some main art either today or tomorrow. You got it, my friend. Thank All you right, so much. Bud. No problem. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, and that is the uh, Landro side. So coming up soon, we will have the um, the Maynard side when we can find more time. Thanks, guys. And as always, fuck you, Crest.